listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You are listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott. And today joined by uh, Holly Wharton, your nurse practitioner and certified nurse midwife with Intermountain Healthcare. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. So we are talking about, uh, it's a pretty hot topic when it comes to having babies and being a mom, whether you're a new mom or a mom of multiple, and that's breastfeeding. I think for the majority of women, they would say during their pregnancy, yes. I want to breastfeed or at least want to try to breastfeed, um, but we know that it doesn't always work out that way. Um, but there are a number of different things that moms should know when it comes to breastfeeding, and one of them is just making sure to take care of your taking care of yourself. Uh, by taking care of yourself, that will help you be more successful in breastfeeding. So, what are some of the things that that moms should know when it comes to that? Taking care of yourself is essential to, to maximizing the, the success of breastfeeding. Uh, first and foremost is getting an adequate amount of sleep when you are breastfeeding. Uh, now, we don't expect you to get a culmination of the eight hours we recommend during the nighttime when baby is awake and eating, but we do want you to accumulate at least eight hours of sleep within a 24-hour period. So, for instance, if you are sleeping only four hours total at night, given uh, because you're up breastfeeding so much, then you need to be sneaking in some naps throughout the day. The rule of thumb is when your baby takes a nap, you take a nap. And sleep is not only good for production of our breast milk, but also good for our mental well-being as well. Uh, in addition, hydration. So you're losing a lot of fluid when you're breastfeeding, obviously. Uh, so you need to be replenishing that. We give you a nice big mug here in Intermountain Healthcare, so we encourage you to take that home with you and just fill it up with water. And every time you sit down to breastfeed, you're just drinking on that water all the time. The recommendation is about two to three liters of water per day to stay hydrated. Um, eating well, so we all have average about 2,000 calorie diet. Ironically, when you're pregnant, you only need an additional 200 calories, which isn't too much. We kind of equate it to a glass of milk, not too much. But when you're breastfeeding, that actually almost more than doubles. We want you to have an additional 500 calories per day in order to give you an adequate supply of milk. So be thinking about your caloric intake. Uh, and then stress. You are recovering from a lot of physical stress with having a baby, uh, mental, there's mental stress there because your hormone levels are, are adjusting. So you want to make sure you try and reduce your stress as much as possible. So you, I always tell my patients, your goal in those first six weeks is to take care of yourself and take care of your baby. Laundry can be done by someone else. Meals can be done by someone else. If people offer to make meals for you, you never say no. You just <laughs> pack them in the freezer and use them when you need them. Uh, but all that stuff should be, should kind of fall at the wayside. Uh, so you can adjust in those first six weeks after delivery. Yeah, and just really focus on you, you and baby, and and what you need to do. And I love, I love the when the baby naps, you should nap mantra. I still live by that. And my children are not babies anymore, and I think it's fantastic. Yeah, uh, absolutely. 
Yeah, some of us just love naps all the time. Yeah. But when we're breastfeeding, we can use it as an excuse. I'm still trying to figure out. Now I'm blaming COVID. Right, <laughs> just, exactly. Yeah. I'm just going to take a nap. Y'all <laughs> benefit from naps. I 100% agree. And really, you know, a lot of these things that you're saying, the sleep, the hydration, the eating well, the reducing stress, I mean, those are things just on a day-to-day that we should be trying to do uh, as moms uh, regardless of if we're breastfeeding at the time or not, just, uh, you know, pure survival mode. Those are things that we should continue to focus on. It can be hard as a mom to focus on yourself and those things. Yes, yes. As a mom, we all know that we come last and uh, and, and the everything is, we're, we're the sacrifice. We always take care of ourselves absolutely last, everyone first. But in order for you to be able to take care of all the things, all the people in your life, you really do need to make sure that you take care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And continuing to take care of baby, there are, of course, benefits to breastfeeding. And I think that's why I said, you know, at the beginning, um, kind of making that broad statement of, you know, as, as a pregnant woman, as a new mom, I think the goal or the hope is to always breastfeed because of the benefits. Um, but like I said, we know it doesn't always work out as planned for a number of different reasons. Um, but talk to us a little bit about the benefits because uh, they are really great for baby. They are. They are. And, you know, let me just start by saying that breastfeeding is not for everybody. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, physiologically it's difficult if someone's not producing enough milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be very stressful emotionally if it's not working out, and it can cause a lot of anxiety and depression in moms. And so um, there shouldn't be a guilt. It, uh, women should not feel guilty if they cannot breastfeed. Of course, we we encourage it because it's less expensive. It's natural. Um, you know, we usually get people with price a lot saying it's free. You don't have to buy formula, and that's great. Uh, but it does have a lot of health benefits that come with it. So we try and promote it, you know, with all women if we can. Uh, even supplementing, so breastfeeding and then using a little formula on the side. If your baby is struggling to gain weight or if they're having some problems with jaundice, you can still breastfeed, just supplement with some formula, and you can do both. So we kind of encourage for you to maximize those health benefits to try and at least breastfeed in addition to the formula. But if it doesn't work out, you don't need to feel guilty about that. You really don't. The I know we always say breast is best, but feeding your baby is best. And that and, and women need to know that they shouldn't feel um, pressure mm-hmm. or they shouldn't feel guilty if they can't do it. So let me just say that because that's yeah, really important. Absolutely. And and that was um, something for me um, with, with our youngest. Um, I wanted, my goal was to breastfeed uh, and I tried and I'd started, but then I realized that I wasn't producing as yeah. much. And at one point I just felt like that was all I was doing was breastfeeding. Because yes. he was always hungry, clearly, because I wasn't producing enough. And then it did become, uh, what's going on? What, you know, why, why am I always doing this? And then when I started pumping and realizing that that's all that I was producing at that time, the light bulb kind of came on. I thought, oh, this is why he's always hungry. Because right. this is all he's getting. Right, right. And, you know... When you're experiencing that, and especially if it's your first baby, but every, every pregnancy is different, mm-hmm. every baby's different on breastfeeding, on feeding, um, you reach out to your provider. You know, nurse midwives, we, we pride ourselves on educating our patients. We pride ourselves on being there for you in times where you don't know what's going on. You don't have the answer. You reach out to us any hour of the day, and we'll get you through that. And sometimes it's as easy as saying, 
it's okay mm-hmm. to stop breastfeeding, you know, and, uh, and that's okay, but reach out, you know, we're happy to, to go over that with you. We know that there are a number of health benefits when it comes to breastfeeding, even though it might not always work for everyone. Um, what are some of those benefits when it comes to, uh, the babies? Amazing health benefits to breastfeeding, uh, benefits to both mom and baby. So for baby, uh, regardless of the time of year, during flu season, we're, you know, we, we really encourage the breastfeeding because you're getting lots of antibodies, but it's any time during the year. All the uh, immunities that you have in your body, your antibodies that you have formed, they will go through your breasts in your breast milk and be delivered to your baby. So it is a great way to help protect your baby from illness just starting at a very young age. Um, we, of course, want to also include, you know, vaccinations are important, definitely getting that through pregnancy. We offer um, the Tdap vaccination at 28 weeks, which helps with pertussis, whipping cough, and we encourage that so that can get to your baby as well. But with breastfeeding, you definitely get a lot of antibodies associated with, uh, with breastfeeding that help protect your baby's immune system. In addition, those antibodies have been proven to reduce the amount of illness that your baby suffers in their early years. So they are less likely to to get sick, less likely to have ear infections, less likely to get diabetes later in life, many benefits to them, Um, less likely to be obese, uh, portion control. So your body is very good at portion control. If your baby is more hungry, it'll stimulate more milk. Um, So benefits of that as well, uh, decreased risk of, of obesity. In addition, you're not going to have worries about contamination. So when you're mixing formula and you're trying to get the right temperature, you have to worry about it being too cold or or too hot for your baby. You don't have to worry about that. It's going to be the perfect temperature. Contamination, washing things, you don't have to worry about that as well. Um, So huge benefits there. In addition, benefits to mom Mm -hmm. as well. So decreased risk of breast cancer we see with breastfeeding. Um, you know, it helps you lose the weight after, after delivery of your baby. Um, you know, and it's a great bonding. It's mentally so wonderful for you to breastfeed your baby. It's, it's a great bonding for you and your baby and it releases endorphins. So when we exercise and we get endorphins and we feel, we feel good, you get those same kind of release when you're breastfeeding. So just overall, Physically, mentally, it is just so good for both mom and baby. Yeah, absolutely. So you have six things uh, that you think you know moms should know who may want to breastfeed that can make breastfeeding even more successful. I'm sure there's a lot of moms out there who'd like to know these six tips. What are they? <laughs> yes, absolutely. There's definitely more. I'm sure we could add to the list, but just kind of for starters, When you're breastfeeding to help you be more successful, always start with skin to skin. It will help your baby stay awake during a feeding. If they're naked, just a diaper on. Your body temperature will keep them warm. It'll keep them awake uh, and it tends to be more effective. Babies cry less often when they're in a skin to skin position. Um, It reduces depression like we talked about with with mom. Um, And it's just great bonding. So when you're breastfeeding, skin-to-skin contact with your baby is wonderful. From right after delivery, just to starting it at right after delivery, and then just every time you breastfeed, do that skin-to-skin contact. Now, just because mom is doing skin-to-skin contact does not mean dad can't as well or, or your partner. Your partner doing skin-to-skin is just as important, so I would encourage you to involve your partner with that as well. Um, right after delivery, skin-to-skin with your partner, 
with breastfeeding, um, anytime you're holding your baby, skin-to-skin -skin contact is great. Your temperature helps regulate their body temperature. Your heart rate will help regulate their heart rate. So skin-to-skin -skin, super important. Mm -hmm. uh, after you want to be, well, after delivery, we encourage feeding your baby every two to three hours. Now, this is really important while your breastfeeding is being established, while your breast milk, excuse me, is being established. Uh, breast milk works by supply and demand. So the more you breastfeed, the more you will produce. If you're breastfeeding your baby every four or five hours, your supply is not gonna be very great and that will not support your baby's needs. So every two to three hours after delivery, you wanna be feeding your baby, okay? Once your breast milk is established, which usually can take three to four days after delivery, then, and your baby, once your breastfeeding breast milk is established and your baby has returned to their body weight, uh, then you can resume, then you can start feeding on demand when baby is hungry. Um, and if they want to sleep a little bit more at night, that's okay. But it's important that you have those two things. So your breast milk is established and your baby has returned to their birth weight. It's not uncommon to see babies lose a little bit of weight after delivery, uh, but we want them to get back to that, that, that birth weight before we start feeding on demand. Uh, so that's important. Uh, also keep in mind that your babies, because it's a supply and demand, uh, your milk supply kind of goes up and down with your baby's needs. If your baby is going through a growth spurt, they're going to be a little bit more hungry and you're going to notice that they're eating more often and then your supply is going to get a little bit bigger, a little bit more, um, not bigger, a little bit more extravagant. <laughs> it's going to increase. Your breast milk supply will increase. Uh, when your baby has growth spurts. So if you notice they're sleeping a little bit more, they're eating a little bit more, that's okay, that's normal. Breast milk is very much more easily digested than formula, which is another benefit we have to breastfeeding baby is they have a less a, a reduced incidence of constipation. So keep in mind when you're breastfeeding, uh, your baby is gonna wanna eat more often because it kinda has a natural laxative so it goes through their system a little bit faster, mm -hmm. which helps with their gastrointestinal symptoms, they're not gonna get constipation like they will with formula or, or as likely to as formula, um, but they will need to eat a little bit more frequently because of that. And what about if you are having trouble? Um, and it can be for a number of different reasons. It could be uh, something you know on, on the mom side of it, it could be something on the baby side of it. Um, like I know when our youngest was born, he was born tongue-tied Oh, sure. And so um, right off the bat, that caused a little bit of a challenge for him uh, to be able to latch on and, and be able to breastfeed uh, to the best of his ability uh, until we you know, were able to get that clipped. Um, so if you're having trouble, what should you do? So it's, it's, you know, it's not always like uh, return to the Blue Lagoon where you deliver a baby and they crawl up and they find the breast and they latch on and serve Right. <laughs> Breastfeeding can be the easiest thing for people in the world or the hardest thing. And, uh, you know, looking at Hollywood movies and seeing how easy breastfeeding is, it's kind of unfair to a lot of women because it's not always like that. Mm -hmm. It usually So we do want you to seek help. When you need help, you ask for it. We have uh, in labor and delivery, we have our labor and delivery nurses who are, have additional training to help with breastfeeding. So you ask your nurse for help every single time you need feedings need help with feeding, excuse me, every time you breastfeed. We also have a lactation specialist that, that rounds in labor and delivery that will come and help you with feedings, make sure you have a good latch, make sure baby is adequately eating correctly. 
Uh, you're not having pinching or pain. Um, so you have a lactation specialist in the hospital. We also have lactation specialists available in our clinic. Uh, I have one just down the hall for me that I can call and we can schedule an appointment so you can meet after your discharge one-on-one -on -one. and they will go through feedings with you. They weigh your baby before you feed, weigh your baby after. So we actually can see how much mm. your baby is ingesting. Mm -hmm. We usually determine how much your baby is getting by what they're putting out. So if they're eating well, then we're going to be seeing lots of wet and messy diapers. So one thing you can look for if your baby's not doing well, if they're not if they're not urinating as much, they're not having many wet diapers. If they're not having as many bowel movements, then we're worried your baby's not getting enough. Um, so we have resources within the hospital, within the clinic, and then we are a phone call away if you are not knowing what to do, and we'll guide you through that. We also have some resources that we give patients after they deliver to go home with, a list of community resources in their neighborhood uh, with lactation specialists, supply stores, whatever they need to help them be more successful. Uh, and Intermountain does a wonderful thing where we have a lot of online classes due to COVID right now, so people can stay in the, the privacy of their own home, and they can do some uh, mother online classes to learn about, you know, delivery, the postpartum care, breastfeeding, um, a lot of that stuff before they deliver, so it doesn't feel so overwhelming after the fact. Yeah. And with breastfeeding, of course, as a mom you know, who is breastfeeding, your initial concern, of course, is baby and making sure baby is getting what they need to get and, um, you know, that everything is good there. But for mom, there are some things you need to kind of be aware of as well when it comes to, um, you know, breast infection or absolutely, tenderness, absolutely. things like that. What, what do you want to make sure that, you know, moms are looking out for for themselves? Absolutely. So you want to just keep an eye on your breasts. Uh, you're, when you're first starting to breastfeed, it's not uncommon to get a little bit of damage on your nipples. You're not, you're not used to having babies breastfeed every two to three hours right after delivery. So it's a new thing. You can get some damage on your nipples, some cracks, sometimes some bleeding and a little bit of pain. Um, if you do have those cracks, you are more likely to get an infection, bacteria inside your breast. So overall, what you want to be watching for when you're breastfeeding if you're ever getting a fever, if you're ever getting any painful lumps in your breast, any pain to touch, um, any red spots on your breast that are painful to touch, if you're noticing that that pain is getting better with breastfeeding, then we're then we're looking at more. Uh, it might be a clogged milk duct, but if that clogged milk duct doesn't release and let that milk out, that milk will sit there gets bacteria in it, and then you can get something called mastitis. Mm -hmm. Mastitis is a breast infection where one minute you feel fine, and then within an hour you have these horrible flu-like symptoms. So what you really are kind of keeping your eye on is going to be breast tenderness that's not getting better with feedings and a fever. Mm -hmm. Okay, Those are going to be the two things that you're watching out for for breastfeeding. And again, if you have damage on your nipples, on your breasts because of feeding, you're going to be at higher risk for that. So uh, you want to, you know, let us, we'll know that. And so we'll just keep a little bit closer eye on you to make sure. Yeah. And, and moms don't ignore these things either. You know, I think that's an important message to give because a lot of the times that moms shouldn't ignore these, these oh, things. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah. It's important to still remember to take care of yourself and not ignore anything that may seem off. Even though after having a baby, everything seems off. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> there are things that seem more off <laughs> right. 
and that you, and you don't ignore. Other ways you can kind of other ways you can take care of your breasts while you're breastfeeding. Make sure you're wearing a supportive bra. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't use drying agents on your breasts. So when you're when you're in the shower, you don't need to be washing your breasts with soap. Um, that can can help cut down on dryness and irritation of nipples. Um, you do have your your breast milk has a natural emollient in it. So if you're getting a little bit of damage on your breasts, you can express a little bit of that out of your breast, massage it into your nipple so they can heal. So it's been it's beneficial to use those as well. Yeah, good tips and tricks. And of course, uh, the intermountainhealthcare.org website has so many resources for. Um, for moms and parents and uh, even childcare providers, you know, with questions as well. So um, thank you so much for taking your time out of your busy day and uh, answering some of our questions and some of our listeners' questions uh, when it comes to breastfeeding. Uh, We appreciate you so much. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that was Holly Wharton, nurse practitioner and certified nurse midwife with Intermountain Healthcare, talking today about breastfeeding. And that concludes this episode of the Baby Your Baby podcast. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.